Hey guys, if you are a father who would like to have a deeper relationship with your son, if you have a son that you're trying to pour into and develop, if you want to help your son see the greatness that you know he has in his life, I've got a very special event coming up June 23rd through 27. We are going to be in Cleveland National Forest. My father's coming with me, Who my, the man who you hear me talk about all the time, who helped me become who I've become in life. We're going to be doing a father-son rite of passage event, Map and Compass Land Navigation. I'll be teaching you how to use Map and Compass in the exact same place that I learned in Navy SEAL training. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You'll, rem- you'll have these memories for the rest of your life. If you want to find out more, you can click the link in the description below. We've only got 16 spots available and we've already sold a few of those you can find out more at the impossible.life slash legacy navigators and i think we live in a time nick where people people think they want money but what people what all people want is more freedom right they want freedom to think they want freedom to do what they want with their time people want freedom and if you want more freedom you need to use the freedom that you already have it's impossible let me tell you what i believe your weakness is not your technique. Yes! Yes! Don't think you are. Know you are. The Impossible Life Podcast. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. This is the Impossible Life Podcast. Because Nick and I are attempting to live impossible lives. What we know is that nothing is impossible. So instead of using impossible as an excuse to not try, we'll use the pursuit of impossible as an accelerant for greatness. If something's never been done before, that just means it's unexplored. If they tell you it's too hard, it's just waiting to be simplified. Impossible is a default label used by uncourageous people unwilling to take a risk. The real truth is this. The solution to any impossible task starts with this question. If I had to, what would it take? Welcome to another episode of The Impossible Life. I'm your co-host, Nick Surface, and I'm sat across from a man who recently concluded an extensive government study to determine his spirit animal, and they found that he is a ligel. That's right, friends, the former Navy SEAL. Garrett Unkelbach, a man who is a rare crossbreed of a lion and eagle in his spirit. I love that. I received that. That is my new spirit animal. Dang. Wow. I didn't expect or that. Basically, so basically, I'm a sphinx. Is that what, is that what yeah, a sphinx Yeah, that's what a sphinx is. It's a lion. Except like if you look a sphinx in the eye, you die. Well, crap. I just made up Ligel. I thought that was better. <laughs> I thought it was cool because no, I, it's a sphinx. you could fly around and like tear people up. Yeah, you should just Google a sphinx. Okay, this was not meant to be a moment of correction <laughs> for me. It's a Ligel, and I'm going stick to it, stick to it. So I, uh, I served with this guy who was, like, dead set on his spirit animal was an orca because oh. they're, like, the apex predators yes. of the ocean. Yeah. And he, like, would, like, go in-depth about why they're the superior creature on the planet. Logical question, was he good in the water? Yes. Okay. He was also slightly orca-shaped, so he had that going for him. As a seal? You know, it's like barrel-chested dude. Oh, right. Okay, I was going to say, man. That, yeah. He wasn't fat. No, he just was not a, you know, he wasn't a dolphin. Okay, right, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's a fair, we definitely, nice rabbit hole there. It's good to have you back uh, from the land 
of the less than free or oh, not we, as free. <laughs> oh man, my wife is going to punch you in the throat. I, I love Rian and all of our British friends. Yes, just taking shots here. Tally ho! Uh, yeah, I was in England for ten days, and uh, yeah, I I threw some tea in the water while I was out there, prompted by your wife, and yelled <laughs> America. Truthfully, that happened. Um, so you know that little Boston Tea Party. Yes, fourth. It is Independence Day. That's what we're talking it about. It is today. today. We waited to do this specifically on the fourth of July because we wanted to have the pulse of freedom coursing through our veins and uh, we want to talk about freedom we're not going to give you a breakdown on uh the american you know history or anything like that go to charlie kirk or one of these other people who will do a much better job of it but we want to talk about freedom in your own life in obviously we're going to look at america we are very very privileged to live in a free country side note because i was just out there I can't tell you how much you realize that this truly is the land of opportunity until you leave. Like mm-hmm. my challenge would be to anybody that's like complaining that, that things are too hard. I would challenge them to pick any Most of the people I've met that like talk a lot of trash about this country, they've actually never left the States. Yeah. And I would say if you do, that, that was what I was going to say. I ask people that when they, when I hear them dog on the States, like, have you ever left this country? Yeah. I, that would be my thing. I'd be like, go live somewhere else for five years. Cause two years is the honeymoon period by five years you've gone through some seasons and you've gone through some tough stuff. And then I challenge you not to come back and be like, man, we are so, so fortunate. So didn't really plan that, but man, anybody can start getting mad about where they live. If all they focus on is the things that they don't like, the things that are wrong. You can feel that way about anywhere. Yeah. They're, um, you know, I've met people that they would, uh, they would look at heaven and complain about, you know, well, I think it should look like this. Oh, man. Well, don't, uh, don't be one of those people. Don't be fourth of July. You know what I'm looking forward to doing today? I'm going to watch my favorite movie to watch on the 4th of July. Not Independence Day. Oh. Great, great movie. There's a lot of great movies, but really one are. of my favorite movies that's a good 4th of July movie is The Patriot. Love it. With yeah. Mel Gibson. And there's a scene at the end of that movie that I just so love where, you know, the guys are retreating and he grabs the flag yes. and just keeps, keeps charging forward with the flag. And what's so awesome about that, I was someone sent this to me the other day. There's this incredible guy uh, William Carney, who has, you know, that was a movie scene. This is Carney's real life. Let me tell you about this guy. Okay. Carney was born into slavery in 1840. Uh, and then his family, they were granted freedom. Uh, they, they lived in Virginia, Virginia. If you there's, you can read a ton about Virginia's slavery struggles during that time. Virginia was kind of like, um, it was like, it, it's dividing between the North and the South, yeah. a lot going on in Virginia. Anyways, granted their freedom. They moved to Massachusetts and Carney thought he wanted to have a life and career in the church. Uh, but when the Civil War broke out, what he had said was that he believed that the best way that he could serve God was by serving in the military to help free the oppressed. Man, I love that. So March 1863, joins the Union Army. Uh, cool fact here, serves in the same unit as Frederick Douglass's sons. Huh. Uh, so cool guys that he's serving along with. And then, so I think about this. Joins March, and then in July, his unit is charging, leading the charge on Fort Wagner. Joined in, joined in March. Four months later? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's so different than most people's military experience today. No kidding. Um, yeah, basic, yeah training, so join, basic training takes way longer, join, now, right? Join, yeah. Joins in March, leading the charge on Fort Wagner, July 1863. As they're going up, the, they're charging up the hill. The color guard is right next to... Uh, to Carney and the, he gets shot. Carney grabs the flag from him and continues to charge. So the guy next to him is, is 
holding the colors, gets shot, is dying, falling with the flag, and Carney grabs the flag from him as he's falling to the ground and continues to charge up the hill, getting shot multiple times. Charges up the hill and plants the flag at the base of Fort Wagner and stays there with the flag until the battle is over. He got shot in the face, got shot in the shoulder and arms and in the legs, and this guy just inspired everyone around him. Uh, as the flag was going down, he said, no, the flag's not going down. Carney eventually um, won the medal. He was given the Medal of Honor. Wow. The guys who were, were there, witnesses, had said that, like, you know, after he'd been shot, people offered to, like, here, let me take it. He would not give the flag up to anyone. He mm-hmm. said, I'm going to take it all the way. And he stayed with the flag, even with his wounds, until the battle uh, was over. I love that. So he was awarded the Medal of Honor for bravery and gallantry, but different than many Medal of Honor citations where it's for bravery and saving other people's lives, he, his Medal of Honor citation is for not letting the flag hit the ground. Man, I love that. Now, that is like America oh, right there. That, that's the scene that you talked about. Yeah. That, that is literally the scene. I think about that, and I, I, that, gets, that literally gives me chills. Because you talked about how people said it inspired all the men around him. And I think about that. I'm like, how many people have a chance to be a William Carney for men and women around them to be like, hey, I'm not letting, like something that you could take for granted, like, hey, there's a good reason to give up, man. You've been shot. Like, let somebody else do it. Or, hey, you might die. No, I believe in this. And there's no quit in me. Oh, that, get, that truthfully gives me the chills because that's the kind of stuff that will inspire other people to, I mean, it talked about it. It inspired so, the men around him. Mel Gibson, that's just a movie. This was a real story. Yeah, well, Mel Gibson, I don't know if he just hates the English or, uh, you know, what his deal is, but Mel Gibson also... You <laughs> I know, think maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he has something against English because he was in The Patriot. He was also in one of my favorite movies, Braveheart. And I challenge you, we're talking about freedom. I challenge anybody to watch that movie, Braveheart. And at the end, and this touches on what we're going to talk about with relation to freedom, at the end, whenever he's finally been caught by the English and they strap him down and he knows he's going to die and they, they disembowel him, you know, they, they take a... a a cutting, I don't know if it's a knife, I can't remember, but they gut him from top to bottom. And as he do it, it zooms in on his face and he yells freedom. Whew. That actually gets me the chills, man. Like I challenge anybody to look at that and you can sit there and go, well, he wasn't free. He's strapped down against his will. He's having people do things to him that he doesn't want to. But it was that internal choice of just realizing, hey, I never gave up. I never went into all the things they offered him of land and titles. He stayed true to what he was doing and he made that choice. The last choice that he has was that he was going to die true to what he what he believed and what he held to be true i love that absolutely love that man so freedom let's talk about what freedom is yes uh where it comes from uh like nick said earlier if you want to like dive deep into the historical a lot of the philosophical on where what freedom is where it comes from charlie kirk would be a good one or uh david harris jr as yeah. well but i do want i do want to open as we get into freedom with a, certainly there's a reason we're talking about freedom on independence day about how this country is different, how this country yes. needs to be appreciated. Mm. Uh, what is so special about this country where many, many of the other founding documents of other nations, they're talking in the, in the writing of their founding document, they talk about what they're against. Mm-hmm. They talk about, you know, we don't want to be, you know, underneath a King's rule. We don't want to be like basically saying all the things that they don't like what the, where this country is very different. And the way that this country was founded in the Declaration of Independence, the second paragraph it talks about, it starts with what this country is for and how every man is supposed to be. Mm. The second paragraph says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed 
by their creator Mm. with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, The United States of America is the first country in the world to establish a country based upon these rights being granted not from a government, mm. but being granted by God. Yes. That each man is meant to be free. Mm. That, that is liberty. Yes. I love that they then go on from that and talk about the role of a government. Like, I don't want to go too far down this path, but that they talk about the government is there to make sure that those inalienable rights stay granted to the people. Yeah, Patrick Henry, I won't say the quote perfectly, uh, but what you said, because I, I don't have it in front of me, but Patrick Henry was the one who said um, that a constitution is not an instrument for the government to control its people, but for the people to restrain the government mm. because these yeah. people had watched it. They, they, they didn't know. I mean, these guys were all very educated. They're not just talking about Great Britain at this time. Yeah. They're talking about the rest of the world yeah. and how the const- the constitutions and the founding documents of these other countries all around the world were an instrument to control the people. Yeah. And they're saying that's not what United States of America is about. Right. God granted us these rights, not a king, not another man. No one can take it from us. And we're going to create a government so that the will of the people can control the government and that the government cannot control a man. Yeah, which I love. Now, in Western society where I think the vast majority of people that listen to us uh, live, and, and truthfully, there are people that, uh, I was looking at the listening stats there, there's people all over the world. Uh, yeah, so I, had an, I had an incredible experience with someone uh, from the UK who, like, I was just ordering something and didn't know it, and this person's, front, like, first encounter for me of I'm just engaging with a person in my business and then like they're like hey you're the guy I listen to your podcast like (laughs) that's so weird man. that's so awesome yeah that is awesome well I haven't had anything like that probably because people don't actually know I'm on this thing um but (laughs) (laughs) that's that Garrett Hunkelbach podcast and other you're uh you're Garrett's co-host right (laughs) I mean that's true but you know I don't even know anyways the Nick surface yeah that's it yeah that's I'm gonna have to change my Instagram handle (laughs) but anyways Going back to that, so for the vast majority of people, they live in in a situation where their government is not restricting them from life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But I feel like a lot of people aren't living free, G. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like freedom is something that, um, you know, one of the things that first drew me to you was that you are a guy that lives free. And when I say free, I mean free from fear. You know, you live from fear, free from limitation, free from small thinking, free from fear of pain. Like you're, and that stuck out to me because yeah. so many people are anxious. They're full of fear. You know, just, just to pause on that really quick. A lot of the things that you just talked about has nothing like we live in the greatest country in the world. We live in a country yes. that enables those freedoms. But a lot of the freedoms you talked about, the things that you were attracted to about me, you don't even have to live in America to be that way. Exactly. And that is exactly the point that we want to make on this podcast that as we go into freedom, that's what we want to do. We want to take this now down into the individual level. Uh, like we said, we're not here to make massive political commentary, but we were talking about a guy that we both love. Man's Search for Meaning is the book. We've, we've talked about it before, yeah, Victor Frankl. Victor Frankl. This is a guy who had all of his, nearly all of his personal freedoms taken away. Yeah. Right. And still defined what it means to live free. Uh, his quote says it this way from, from his book, Man's Search for Meaning. This is out of really of his self journey, his discovery, what his life philosophy was. And then he was forced to put it into practice uh, as he was put in, brought into the Holocaust, lost his wife and mm. his children in this process. Incredible story. And Viktor Frankl said, between stimulus and response, between what happens to you and what you do, between stimulus and response lies a space. In that space lie our freedom and our power to choose a response. In our response lies our growth and our happiness. I think everybody wants growth and happiness. I think 
what keeps people from being able to have that, what keeps people from being able to have their freedoms is he talks about it here in that space, like our freedom and our power to do what? To choose a response. Mm. Choice is one of the ultimate superpowers that you have for your ability to choose what you say, your ability to choose what you think, what you feel. Nobody can assign those to you. Viktor Frankl and his experience as all these brutal, uh, horrific things are done to him. What he said was, you can control this. You can even control my physical body, which they did. But he said, you can't control my attitude. Mm. You can't control my thoughts about you. And he chose to continue to be positive, to try to love and encourage the people around him, to try to continue to give meaning to his life. Yes. And saying that because I have this choice, that means that, that my life still has meaning. Yes. Man, and, and if we, we touched on it. I don't know that we necessarily came out and said it. The, just, just one more thing on that. Cause yeah. what, and really where he discovered that was in the people around him. Because think about it. Everyone's in this horrible situation. Auschwitz, and, in case you didn't know. And yeah. a lot of people can look at their life, whether it's somewhere in America or somewhere around the world, where, and they can say this is a great place or they can say this is a horrible place. Well, Victor Frankl noticed about the people around him is they gave up their power to choose. Yes. They just start letting their, um, their, their experiences assigned to them and dictate what their life would be like. Yeah, and the challenge of that, I, and I've t- we've talked about this before, I feel like oftentimes when, somebody, when, you, when people see somebody else do something great, they assume there's something special about them and it kind of gives themselves an excuse not to do it. But I want to challenge you to have a belief that if you see anybody else do it, then that means that, obviously within reason, if you want to be an NBA player and you're four foot six, like that's you know going to be especially hard, but not impossible. But I want if you see somebody else doing, it, how about having the belief that saying, hey, what are they doing? And if they can do it, so can I. Like it doesn't have to just be things that you feel you're capable of. You can look around and get inspiration, like William Carney, like we touched on in the beginning. You can look at other people and see what they're doing, and let that be a reference experience for you to create a belief that you know what I can choose whatever I want. I can decide what my attitudes, actions, words, thinking are going to be, regardless of what's outside me, because I know and I have a belief that I can always make things better and that I can always. Uh, take control of those things. And if I'm better, everything around me is going to be better. That's a powerful place to be. That's good. Something I always like to, um, like to address is, you know, kind of some of the unspoken questions. Yes. And we believe that God made us this way. We believe that God made us free. Mm. Um, but what's so interesting about that is that it's because I know this, I know that because God made us this way, that it's universal. And even people who don't believe in God, I'm going to give you a quote from a guy, great philosopher, who was an atheist, Mm. who recognized this principle, who recognized that this is the way that the world works. He didn't believe in God, but he did understand through universal observation by seeing certain things about a man that this is the way that we are. He said that man is condemned to be free Mm. because once thrown into the world, he is responsible for everything he does. It is up to you to give life a meaning. It's John Paul Sartre. Oh, man. I feel like we could just press end right there. That quote was so good. So good. Man, that, and that literally, that goes right along with what you said about choice being the superpower. Can you yeah. read that quote one more time? Man is condemned to be free because once thrown into the world, he is responsible for everything he does. It is up to you to give life a meaning. Man. Now, you mentioned it in one sentence before, and I just want to repeat it in case listeners missed it. We say, we're we saying that freedom and liberty are a principle. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I would highly 
encourage you to listen to it because if you know this is a principle, that means that you can either utilize it and be better for it, or you can try and go against it. Yeah, and just, and just principle principles govern outcomes. Yes, principles are universal, and if you don't if you don't understand them and operate by them, you're not going to reap the fruit of them. Right. So, so with that said, and the choice is a superpower, something that's kind of clicking in my head now. If you understand that that principle is going to govern an outcome, and that you truly are free. That means if your answer to things yeah, is... Yeah, you were, you were made that way. If you don't operate in the way that you're made, you're going to be living the, your entire life trying to you know hammer a screw. Yes. You're trying to do something that doesn't work. Until you understand that you were meant to be free, life will not work for you. And practically, what does that look like, G? For me, this is... And you know, correct me if you disagree, but like for me, that's a person who's looking around and telling themselves a story about like all these other people that are holding them back from doing something. Or, well, I can't do this because... You know, this person that I'm married to, you know, they're just not, they're not that way. Or you're all constantly coming up with, with different excuses rather than being like, no, hang on a minute. I have a choice, like Sartre said, to give meaning to what this means. I mean, we have a great mentor of both of ours, Pastor Keith Craft. And he says, we have the power to give meaning to meaning. Yes. And that's, it's such a, when you hear that, you're like, okay, what does that mean? Let me give you an example. So in my own life, I grew up in uh, Rancho Penasquitos in San Diego, California. And Say that again. I grew up in Rancho Penasquitos. <laughs> Why are you laughing, man? I, I guess I've never heard you say that before. No, you haven't. I mean, I yeah, I didn't want to go super specific, but I just felt like I should there. Can you spell that? Yeah, I can, but I'm not going to because I feel like you always try and distract me with these types of things. I'm not going to do it, okay? Anyways, P-E-N-Y. No, <laughs> that is actually how you spell it. But um, no, I grew up in Rancho Penasquitos, California, which if you're from the San Diego area, it's part of the PUS Poway Unified School District, and that I was like... Where, okay, I know where Poway is. Oh, I'm glad. Bro, the story's for the listeners, not just for you, okay? Can you just... You know, Can we not, like, have a conversation? Yeah, but conversations are two-way, not just you interrupting Sometimes me. Sometimes you on just ask people. questions. Okay. Well, go on. Anyways. Obviously, you, I'm not liking your, your use of freedom. I'm going to let you continue to make your point. Well, thank you for, you know... I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep talking and be free, so... <laughs> screw you guys, I'm going home. Make the right choice. I will, thank you. Anyways, so I grew up... In that area. Now, PUSD, as the Poway Unified School District, was like the top school district at the time that I was coming up. So we didn't grow up with a lot. Like we, you know, a lot of times the money ran out before the, the month did, as, you know, that old saying goes. And it would be things of a lot of uh, empty shelves for food and um, in the fridge and all that sort of stuff. I'm not telling a boohoo story. You know, we skipped, you know, there was time we had to skip Christmas because it just wasn't in the budget, you know, and that's, that's how we grew up. Now, Lots of people grow up much worse, so I'm not like trying to get sympathy or anything like that. But what I will say is that that because of that, I was in. If you know anything about that area of San Diego, it's a very well-to-do area. Okay, so I was surrounded by kids who were like, "Hey, I turned 16. My parents got me a car, and like, check out all this. You know, this is before Apple and everything. But it was like, check out all this these video games I got, and like all these clothes that are brand name. And I'm like, dude, we went to Target and like, you know, spent 50 bucks, and like that's got to last me for the year. You know, so it was like a way different thing. So I had this story in my head growing up that like I was a have not and I really let that kind of start to affect me like in a in a place where I took on an inferior story of like we just we didn't grow up with that stuff like we just weren't we weren't meant to have that sort of thing and it's always going to be harder for me because these people had such a leg up and one day I realized that I was telling myself this story and I realized how unhelpful it was and and this goes back to the Sartre quote as well as to Pastor Keith when he says we have power to give meaning to meaning so what I did was I flipped it around because I, I also felt like it was a little bit dishonoring to my parents because they sacrificed and worked very hard to get us into that school district. And I knew that I, I had created, I started looking at like, hey, what good came from that? Like, okay, I didn't have things 
you know, laid out for me the way other people did. But actually, I start thinking, I, I got to meet this person, and their parents actually really knew the stock market, which is not something that my parents would have ever taught me. I actually got to learn a little bit about investing. I knew this other person, and because their parents were well-to-do, they took me on a vacation with them. So I started thinking about all the things I could be grateful for and how it served me, and I realized, I was like, man, it wasn't that my parents, we were the have-nots. My parents made a huge sacrifice for us to go and see another level of possible. And because I saw that other level of possible, it made me believe that, hey, I could attain to that as well. And I learned some of the knowledge. I got some of the connections. I got some of the alignments in my life that enabled those things. And actually, what was a lot of pain and difficulty for me as a, as a teenager, when you're sitting there like, dude, I just want to have the billabong shirt. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you know I mean, you're simple and yeah. kind, of, kind of stupid. But suddenly that turns around to being like, you know, my parents sacrificed and now I owe it to them to pay back on that sacrifice and make sure that I'm a blessing to them for the rest of my life and that I'm a person who's producing massively because they paid it, they made a sacrifice. The difference in those stories is massive because one is this is the reason why I can't and I'm always going to be trying to catch up. The other one is actually this this is the reason why I absolutely have to. I must. And it was a powerful switch for me. And I wanted to share that because I think there's a lot of people out there that will be listening to this that they won't be aware that they have a narrative, a story of something that they've been telling themselves of why they can't. And if you stop and look at it and say, is that serving you? You'll probably find that it's not. And what you need to do is find a new meaning for that. And what that will look like for each person is, is unique to them. But I would challenge you to say, what was the good? What can I be grateful for from this situation? And I think that will be a good starter question. That's so good. So what you're talking about is from your story really is like, how did you, like, how did you practice those freedoms? What yeah. were you grateful for? Yes. Because we all know the people who live in the greatest country in the world, live in one of the greatest times yes. in the world, where even though there's, there's difficult times in the world, poverty is at an all-time low, yeah. starvation and drought are at an all-time low around the world, all these things, right? You, but you can focus on the bad. You can focus on the good. What we want to focus on today, what we want to end with, what we want to give you with freedom is how do you do this for yourself? Yes. If you missed the principles podcast, please go back. But again, principles govern outcomes. You can like them, not like them, but they govern your world. Yes. Once you're aware of them and understand them, then you can move forward a lot better. Then you want to understand values. Values is how do you practice it? Mm. And they're diff- it's different to different people. I was talking to Nick about this before, like even in the current um, American market, that people have a value of governance. People have a value of how a company should be run. People have a value of being environmentally friendly. A lot of people agree on that. The left and the right agree on that. Their values, however, are incredibly different, right? So what I want to tell, what I want to say to people is that you need to determine what are the values for you of Mm. practicing freedom, right? How do you practice it? And Nick just talked about gratitude. I want to give two values and Nick will, uh, Nick and I will talk about them here together. And then we're going to leave it up to you to determine what your values are in freedom. If you don't practice it, if you don't understand this, you're going to continue to get more of what you don't want. You're going to continue to live a life that is the opposite of freedom. And like Seneca says, where we suffer more in our minds than in reality, you can live in the greatest time in the world. Mm -hmm. You can live in the greatest country in the world and create this atmosphere of tyranny around you until you learn how to put it into practice, the freedoms that have been given given to you. Uh, so what you, what you were talking about there is gratitude. Yes. And the, um, the value that I would, if if I'm going to put a value on freedom, how I, how I put freedom into practice is to cherish it, to understand how special it is. Mm. Um, just like you cherish a moment, right. And, and say like, man, this moment is special. I don't ever want to forget this moment. I might not get the opportunity to do this again. You need to understand this about the freedoms that you have not say like, man, I wish I had the freedoms that those guys have. 
right? That's not what I'm saying. You need to cherish it. Look at the freedoms that you have and say, I want to remember this. Mm. I know how special this is. This is important to me. Yeah, no, I so agree. You know, when you were talking about that, about how you could live in the most free time and you quoted some of the things about drought and hunger, man, I just feel like if you got to the end of your life and you've talked about that, your only fear is that you'll get to the end of your life and and have not uh, lived out to your full potential. And I just think about that, how like that would just be such a gut-wrenching thing to get to the end of your life and be like, and have somebody laid out and be like, you had you know, the information age, you had more information than anybody in all of history at your fingertips. You had, you know, so travel was, easy. you have air conditioning. Yeah. Like think, you go back to the times of the Pharaohs, like these guys had thou- tens of thousands of people or even hundreds of thousands of people that served them mm. to put them in the palace. And we live better than those guys did. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, to just me, a small I, example. It though. is a small example, but when I think about that, it just, it motivate it, it just motivates me. Sometimes it's good to have that perspective shift and to yeah. really pull back. So I just that just stood out to me when you said it. So I just wanted to, to highlight that again. So but, so first value, cherish freedom. Yes. Understand how special it is. And remember Be grateful that, for it. that values are verbs. I'm learn continuing to grasp that uh myself. I think it's not so much that Nick doesn't understand the difference. <laughs> that values are need to be verbs and that principles are nouns. I think grammatically Nick struggles with the difference between verbs and nouns. Okay. I didn't think that we really need to go into that too much because that was more of an off air thing where Garrett was just making fun of me. And I was also mocking myself because it was really special. We make fun of you on air and off air, Nick. Yeah. Which what I'm is, not sure how I feel about <laughs> What's our second value? For yeah. Freedom? And this is the big one. So, so remember we're talking about values, how to practice the principle of freedom in your own life and utilize it to govern the best outcomes possible. One, cherish it. Like G said, be grateful for it, man. Two, steward it. And that is a massive one. Yeah, talk about what piece. that means. Well, I mean, to steward freedom, I mean, it's it's like the, we're going to use a Bible story. It's like the parable of the talents. Yes. Right? It's how you use what has been given to you. So interesting thing with freedom. If you, if you steward freedom well, and the example, we use this in business, right? Like if you utilize and you, you take your Someone gives you an opportunity. Yes. Like freedom is an opportunity. Someone right. gives you a business opportunity. What do you need to do with it? Be excellent and choke the life out of that opportunity. Like make sure that you you go after that thing and you exert yourself fully to make the most of it because what you find, and a lot of times people refer to this as reputation or word of mouth business, but what you find is when you steward opportunities well, it's amazing how many more opportunities come to you. We're both self-employed. We know this. And and that is a massive one. Yeah, the scripture on stewardship in the Bible is those who are faithful with little will become rulers over much. If you'll steward the freedom that you have, However, whether you see it or little or you see it as much, it doesn't matter. If you'll take the freedoms that you do have and you'll maximize them, if you'll use them to their fullest potential, if you'll make your freedoms not just about you, but you'll make your freedoms about other people, if you'll use it as an opportunity to grow, like Viktor Frankl said, and in this choice lies our freedom and our growth, Mm. right? If you'll use the freedoms that you do have to grow, what'll happen is you'll get more and more freedom. And I think we live in a time, Nick, where people, people think they want money. But what people, what all people want is more freedom. Yes. Right. They want freedom to think. They want freedom to do what they want with their time. Yes. People want freedom. And if you want more freedom, you need to use the freedom that you already have. Yes. Cherish the freedoms that you do have and utilize them. Yes. And like we said, that Victor Frank quote, the, the, the freedom that every person listening to this ha- has right now, no matter what your external circumstances, is the freedom to choose between stimulus and response, to make that choice of what you're going to think what you're going to, how you're going to act, what you're going to say. So 
to Garrett, exactly what Garrett just said, if you start with that basic choice, it's amazing how it just grows and grows and you get more of that freedom because suddenly you're not moved by all, all the externals. It becomes an internal thing. And when you're a person like that, you're in a small class because most people are pushed and swayed about by whatever's happening externally to them and their emotions come to them like the weather. But when you become a person like this who stewards that freedom, now you're not looking at the weather report going like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. You make your mind up, you go. And that's a person that can change the world. So, so be one of those. So what's our takeaway question for today? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say I call this the meaning to meaning challenge. Yeah. It, because it, the story I, like I told about my childhood, I want to challenge everybody if you're listening to this. What is one area of your life where there's something that you feel you can't accomplish or you can't do or can't be a certain way because of something else, whatever that something else is? And I want to challenge you to use the principle of freedom here and ask yourself this question, what could I be grateful for in this situation? Well, how could I give a different meaning to this has been holding me back to actually this is the reason why I'm going to succeed? And, and that's, that's the takeaway. What's been holding you back and how can you flip the script and flip your perspective on it to exercise your freedoms, give a new meaning to it so that it's the thing that powers you on to be the absolute best that you can be. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Remember to share, like, subscribe. If you think that this would be something that someone would enjoy, please send it to them. We appreciate it all. If you want to get in touch, you can follow us on Instagram at The Impossible Life. You'll find us on there. You can also email at impossiblelifepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want to get in touch and find out about Garrett's personal or business coaching, that's the way to do it. Thank you again for listening. Go out there, think better, and live the impossible. See you again soon. Long before ice baths were a thing, Garrett was doing them in the SEAL teams. Now we do them as part of our daily morning routine to make us better. We are very pleased to have partnered with Freedom Plunge. Freedom Plunge is on a mission to bring cold exposure to everyone. They believe that cold plungers should be affordable, easy to use, and represent the customer themselves. Cold plunges shouldn't cost a fortune, and these ones don't. Garrett and I both use our Freedom Cold Plunge every single day. It's customized. You can put whatever you want on them. For us, we have our Impossible Life logos. And here's the best part. Just for listening to this podcast, you can go to freedomplunge.com, use the discount code IMPOSSIBLE, and save $500 off any Freedom Plunge. These things are half the price of the ones that you see on the internet, plus you're going to save an additional $500 with code IMPOSSIBLE. Go to freedomplunge.com and get yourself one now. You will not regret it.